Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Deep Dish Radio, episode 15, jazz musician Lolly Allen. Welcome back to Deep Dish Radio. I'm Tim Powers. Today, this episode, my guest is band leader, jazz musician, vibraphone player, recording artist, Lolly Allen. Lolly is, in addition to all those things that I just mentioned, a very good friend of mine. And uh, she is working on her new album, which she'd like to tell you about. It is, uh, it is an exciting project. Lolly is, uh, is bebop-based, and uh, her jazz is outstanding. If you dig Mingus, if you dig Monk, if you dig, uh, if you dig uh, Charlie Parker, you're going to like what she has to play. In fact, don't take my word for it. Listen to this. Thank you. 
And that's my guest today, Lolly Allen. Lolly, the leader of the Lolly Allen Quintet here in Los Angeles. Her new album is coming out. She's going to tell you about it real soon. But before we do, if you like what you hear on Deep Dish Radio, I encourage you to tell a friend. If you like uh, the show, please uh, use your social media and let people know about it. I am not a secret, and the show is free, so you get what you pay for. Uh, I introduce you to people like Lolly Allen and uh, some of the other guests that we have had and some of the guests that we have coming up. Actually, I'm planning some new things, and it's going to be very exciting. So now is a good time to let people know. Uh, plus, you can say you were here from the very beginning, which is nice to know. My email address is tim at deepdishradio.com. Please send me a note. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at deepdishradio. I'm sure there's a Facebook page somewhere, so check that out. If you really like what you hear, I would deeply appreciate if you left us uh, a comment on iTunes. Yep, open up your iTunes and just leave a comment for Deep Dish Radio. That would be fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate you listening, and I would love to read some mail if we ever got any mail. So <laughs> if you write me, chances are I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a shout-out on the show. So, you know, do me a favor. Drop me a line, would you please? Uh, Lolly Allen, jazz musician, right after this. It's Deep Dish Podcast. Subscribe today and tell a friend about... Deep Dish Podcast with Tim Powers, with Tim Powers. Member of the L.A. jazz scene and dear friend of mine, Lolly, I'm glad to have you on the show today. Tim, thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. Um, we talked a little bit beforehand about uh, what an unusual choice of, of acts the... Um, uh, the vibraphone is right, yeah. and with every musician I've ever met, there's always this moment. There's always this. Um, there's this. There's this frozen bit in time where you just where you fall in love. You hear something and it just resonates with your soul, and you're like, "This is this is it. This is what I want to do." Do you remember uh, hearing something, a piece of music, uh, grabbing a mallet in your hand, or something like that, where you're just like, "This is it. This is where I want to be." You know, that moment happened for me to various degrees many times. Okay. There was one time in particular, as you're asking me this question, that actually comes to mind. And I was in high school, and uh, we did these sort of, um, not so much competitions, but we, they were area all state, um, is what it was called, area all state. Right. And all state, um, uh, basically, concerts that uh, the kids would audition for and then come together with other um, kids from other towns okay. in either the area or across the whole state. Right. And these were really big deals because you had to play with kids that were, you know, from really large towns or, s or cities or whatever uh, that were really, really just advanced, musically advanced. You know, of course, I was from a really small town. Right. My graduating class had 25 kids <laughs> in it total. <laughs> so we're talking, we're talking a school that had K through 12 all in one building and um, uh, no more than 300 kids, K through 12. Right. It's a very small town, very small school. So I went to these 
area all-state concerts and I got to play with these kids that just blew me away right. under conductors that blew me away. And I remember after one of them, um, I felt, I mean, I was high from the, the experience right. of performing. Sure. And I was probably, at that point, I'm going to say I was maybe 15 or so years old. Right. And I remember just talking a mile a minute, you know, after the concert to my parents or whoever, whoever would listen and saying, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. I want to be a musician. Um, and I, I do remember saying that to them, like, this is what I want to do. This is great. And of course I, you know, I, I realize now that high of performing, of interacting with, you know, audience that's sitting there, that's just, you know, reflecting this energy back to you as you're making music, the music you've worked so hard on and just really being sort of a part of that music, like feeling it you know, in the moment, um, kind of embodying that, that experience. It's just so, it's such a wonderful experience. It's got to be emboldening too, to be this, you know, from my understanding, I've never done it, but from my understanding, being a 15 year old girl is, it can sometimes be a little awkward. Oh Lord. So, <laughs> so I remember it too well. Well, there you go. So, so to be able to go toe to toe, with big city kids who probably maybe a little older, perhaps more thoroughly trained, right? And and or whatever, whatever your perception of them is, whether it's true or not, to be able to step up and go, I can I can hit it with these Boston kids or these New York City kids, and you and you stood up toe to toe with them. That's got to be kind of empowering, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty incredible. I mean, and and uh, yeah, at, at that level when you're doing these these festivals with kids from you know, other towns. Right. It's just so exciting. There was never a feeling for me sort of of um, competition. I guess you do audition to get in there. Right. And so that there was that. That was the, the competitive part. But once you're there, once you're in the band and you've claimed your seat, it's just amazing and inspiring. Well, that's. I think that's the nature of jazz, right? Where, as opposed to any other... Um, any other genre of music where if, if you can if you can hold your own with with your instrument and you can keep the band afloat you know you've got your chops and and you've hit that point whereas like in you know garage bands or your rock and roll bands that you're trying to work up everybody's just trying to get to the front that's an interesting point because jazz has as part of its history the jam session right where people would show up and this is a great way also if if you you know come into a new town or a right. new city um, it's a great way to sort of jump right in and get to know some people. And let me tell you, it's not that easy with a vibraphone to wheel into a jam yeah, session. Yeah, not the most portable of instruments. And say, excuse me, pardon me, please <clears throat> step aside. There's a vibraphone coming right. through. And then, you know, um, but it's, you know, I, I went to many jam sessions, but that's also an experience where, you know, there's there's some nerves, you know. You're thinking, okay, you know, the person next to you is kind of, checking out the instrument okay what are you gonna do you know right um so you know in the in the bebop tradition there was definitely a, a history of sort of teeth cutting they called it right um and uh i don't i don't feel that as much you know um modern days there's you know jazz is is in schools there's an education component you know it's being yeah. taught thoughtfully and and usually respectfully of course you know, if you've seen Whiplash, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that it wasn't an, 
it wasn't entirely true, but there's definitely sometimes an element of fear of, of really wanting to please, you know, who the conductor is, who the, you know, the teacher sure. is, um, especially if they have a hot temper. And there are a few mm-hmm. out there <laughs> yeah. that make grown men cry. Oh, ouch, <laughs> ouch. But, uh, you know, one of the one of the through lines in all the stories that you've told me about your development as a musician is you were always um, playing with more advanced, senior, older, uh, older musicians. When you were when you were in junior high, you're playing with a high school band. When you were in high school, you're playing with college level bands. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the effect that that had on you and the and the skills that you had to develop in a hurry? Well, I've heard a couple things, and um, one of them was always surround yourself with musicians who are better than you, right? Or do you know <laughs> do your best to, to to try to play with musicians that are better than you? Sure. Um, and I've also heard them say it it pays to be musically promiscuous, <laughs> <laughs> meaning you know play with lots of different musicians, and that has the effect of just making you a much better musician. Um, you know, dancers, social dancers do the same thing. They dance with multiple partners. You know, if they're swing dancers, they're, they'll rotate partners. And right. that is because it makes you a better dancer. So this makes you a better musician to play with the very best people you can get a chance to play with and as many different people as possible. So I think it really pushed me. Wow. Because, uh, you know, you on one hand, I want to say that you kind of handicapped yourself because vibes is not a portable instrument. It's not like a harmonica or a guitar where you can just unpack and go. That's right. Right. So, I mean, if you're going to, you, you immediately come into the jam session, you come into the garage or wherever they're playing, right? The studio, wherever it is, the club, and you immediately put on a show because you got to unpack this behemoth of an instrument <laughs> and people are like oh boy what are we in for now yeah right? they're seeing this this girl this young kid <laughs> this girl that's another good point is you know you th- you think about you think about musicians um historically uh, th- clearly there are um just by benefit of history more men uh across the board as musicians right the the female musicians that you can think of especially in jazz um uh, it's not a big slice of the pie, right? Yeah. So I I don't know why, for the life of me, I don't know exactly why that is. And it's not that men are keeping women out. It's definitely not that. You know, uh, there's been a lot of men who have been really, really supportive of, of me as a musician, right. of my career. Um, I mean, I, I can tell you that when I first came into college, you know, in Ithaca, I was one of three women in the percussion department and it was not easy. It was definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, these are in the percussion uh, in the percussion department. These are eighteen and twenty-two year old boys. Boys, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, so there's the maturity level is what it is. But it's um, <laughs> we never grow out of that. Yeah, but you know, so it's a challenge. But I never had anyone, you know, cite me for being a woman and tell me that I wasn't, you know, capable. I never felt that way. You stood more on the merits of your skill than just on you know, no girls allowed in the club. Yeah, there, there was nothing like that. Of course, I, I didn't like, you know, I didn't love like dirty jokes or anything, yeah. <laughs> you know, which you sometimes hear, you know, with with when there's men around the drummers of that dem- demographic, <laughs> <laughs> you know, college age kids. But, um, yeah. you know, I was sensitive, but I was also pretty easygoing and lighthearted for the most part um and it was a great experience 
cool. And that, uh, I mean, it, it, it toughens you professionally so that when you land in L.A., where notoriously dreams of small town New England musicians are crushed, <laughs> you know, on a, on a daily basis. You know, you've already come to the town kind of tough. You know, you, uh, based on that experience, it sounds like you really, really paid your dues before you hit L.A. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of playing before I came to L.A. I actually made uh, an album while I was in Boston. Right. Um, and of course I went to school, you know, I, I left Ithaca college. I went to new England conservatory. And so I lived in Boston for 10 years okay. and, um, that was a beautiful music scene because, you know, there's a lot of, um, international musicians, um, kids come from all around the world to go to Berkeley, to go to new England conservatory, to right. go to Boston conservatory, to go to, you know, a lot of other great schools there. Um, you know, and, uh, so there's a really cool nurturing educational sort of um spirit there and i think it it's great that that jazz is available to us in schools in education you know we can we can learn from wonderful musicians you know in the old days the only way to really learn what y you know what was going on was to listen to the record and play with the record and then hopefully get on the bandstand. Yeah, sneak into the clubs. Go right? to a jam session, yeah. I mean, jazz wasn't in the schools. It wasn't really recognized as something to study. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because you don't think of Boston as this big hub of jazz culture. And I, from St. Louis, which is the birthplace of a lot of great music, right? Oh, yeah. We didn't have a jazz program. There, There is not a jazz training program, you know, in, in St. Louis. It's way more uptight converse that with boston which is an uptight city that has this thriving cool jazz scene that's really that's kind of interesting yeah um i mean w with boston you know i don't think of it as maybe the hub of jazz but being one of the it's like the second largest college town in all the world yeah that's you true. know it's just got so many opportunities for learning um, that I I loved the jazz scene there. It was nice. My point is that that you can you can learn jazz <laughs> in Boston and you can't where it started, which is just I don't know. That struck me as ironic and and funny. Um, your um, you you know throughout you had really in encouraging uh, parents. You know they 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 kind of they helped you get through. You know, and they they really encouraged it. They didn't go, oh, you're never going to make a nickel as a musician. What are you? What are you nuts? It it seemed like you know there was music in the house growing up, right? And they just encouraged yeah. you all the way through. Is that accurate? They were really supportive. Yes, um, we traveled a little bit. Uh, my mom loved to go to Broadway shows. She yeah. loved to go to jazz clubs and cabarets, and she was a big fan of uh, taking me along to these. You know, we lived close to the Canadian border, actually, in upstate New York, where I'm from. Right. Um, so it was not that hard for us to get to Montreal and go to the Montreal Jazz Festival, which was an incredible, you know, uh, huge festival with right. lots of great um, musicians. And so one of the things that I remember being exposed to was this jazz club called Biddles. Right. And Charlie Biddle was a bass player who owned it and you know, played in the house band every Sunday. And I remember going there with my mom and having ribs for lunch <laughs> and just checking out, you know, Charlie Biddle. And it was just so cool. I just thought it was really awesome. How so old were you? Um, 
That's a good question. I don't remember specifically the age I was. We went up there several times, and it, it mm-hmm. kind of be, became, you know, something, a tradition that we would do in the summer, the That's festival. A great tradition. Yeah, the festival is incredible. Wow. And so now, uh, you know, you, you're you pro, no question about it. You're recording uh, the the most recent of several albums, and you front the Lolly Allen Quintet, right? That's right. Which is... Um, you know, if you're if you're outside and you hear the Lolly Allen Quintet, you think Lolly Allen must be this vocalist that stands in front of an all male band. <laughs> but that's not the case, right? It's it's you and your vibes, right? That's right. And then you've got what, a rotating group of of like five or six musicians, right? Or hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's right. Uh, basically, you've got, you've got. You got musicians on call, right? That's Who right. are all, um, you know, and, and when you get a gig, you call your regulars. Um, when you are booked for a gig, do you, you know, how do you, how do you promote yourself? How do you, wh- what do you tell people? What do you tell club owners? What do you tell um, the folks who will hire you about who the band is? Well, you know, I love playing with women. Um, it's really great to have women on bandstand, of course. For me, musicianship is most important. So, you know, whoever's <laughs> who, whoever is available, whether it's male or female, right. um, you know, it's it's really great. I have some great musicians that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a website that you can check out. It's lollyvibe.com. Okay. L-O-L-L-Y-V-I-B-E. And um, so generally, you know, I've... Um, I've got some clips there, some great videos. You'll see um, things from performances, and you can hear um, some of my previous CD, which is called Alan Has Funk. Nice. And, um, you know, the musicians I've been playing with, this most recent um, concert that I did, um, it was a CD pre-release concert and party, and uh, Paul Krabic was playing drums, Tom Owens on piano, Danny Janklo playing saxophones and Jordan Richards on bass, and you know sometimes I've I've got other great musicians that I play with if if somebody can't make it. Right. Kristen Edkins is a phenomenal uh, sax player. Also Carol Chaikin, wonderful saxophone player. So these are are women that are <laughs> really really phenomenal musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, Teresa Sanchez is a bass player that I've worked with, as well as Anna Stadelman. Um Sometimes when Paul uh, Crybit can't make it. I've played with Kendall Kay, who's just an, a fantastic drummer, really wow. lovely. 
Um, so a lot of great musicians that I have the good fortune to play with. Fantastic. I'll tell you what. Let's let's take a minute. Let's play a cut mm-hmm. from uh, Alan Has Funk, which is uh, available wherever you buy CDs, um, which is pretty much Amazon these days. Uh, you can get it. You can get it anywhere. But let's uh, let's play one of the cuts, and we'll be back right after this. Sounds good.
little weep for me the jazz standard from the uh, from lolly allen's uh cd allen has funk um if you dug that you're gonna dig the rest of the stuff and lolly you've got uh you're working on a new cd which is really an exciting project and uh so tell me a little bit about what the new project involves okay yeah um I'm doing a CD with my quintet, okay. a new one. I've got some great arrangements. Many of them are jazz standards. There's a few originals. Um, one of the originals was debuted recently at our uh, CD pre-release party. Okay. A pre-release because this, you know, this concert was kind of a fundraiser to help us generate some uh, funds to make the CD. So we're about to go in the studio to do that shortly. Um, but the the new song. Uh, currently is titled Come Home. Okay. And I'm open to finding a new title, and I even encourage the, the fans to, you know, if you have suggestions, let me know. So a few fans, uh, you know, gave their input, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, there's also this uh, other song that that I've written called Little Hummingbird, and that's going to be on the new album as well. Okay. And then on top of that, we've got these great jazz standards. Um, uh, there's a wonderful song called Emily um which is uh Mancini okay and uh, it's a beautiful arrangement that Tom Owens did and he's the piano player that I work with a lot right and um he's also an author of uh Bebop the music and its players which is available on Amazon and uh he just writes these really nice arrangements and uh let's see what else have we got we're probably going to include uh Bebop, which is a Dizzy Gillespie tune right. that I uh, transcribed and uh, arranged. Um, I'm just such a big Bebop fan. I mean, Bebop, the genre. Right. You know, Dizzy Gillespie. I love, I love that music. I've sure. always loved Bebop. Bud Powell and you know Charlie Parker and those guys. Um, so we'll be doing. We'll probably be doing that on the album. That's outstanding. So, uh, is there now? You did the you did the concert, and the concert was web streamed, right? A live stream. That's right. It was a live stream. Are there is there footage available? There is, and um, what we're doing right now is actually kind of polishing it up, edi okay. editing um, all the footage that we got from that concert. Of course, the live stream sometimes live stream can be a little bit choppy. So I'm really excited to see the finished, you know, concert. Um, just you know, really, uh, really smooth and sure. um, edited nicely, and that will be available. Um, I would say the best place to find that is either following me on Facebook. I will certainly let people know when that link is available. Okay. Or through my website, lollyvibe.com. And how do they find you on Facebook? Facebook, Lolly Allen, my name. There you go. Yep. Um, there's two pages. There's you know my personal page, but there's also a band page that I have. Um, so I will keep everybody posted on the link. There you go. Go to the band page, and you will uh, you will see this uh, this footage and hear uh, hear some of the live things that you're going to hear on this album. Uh, what's your timeline for the for the album release? I am aiming to have it uh, released in July. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's ambitious. And to be clear, there's not some big jazz label uh, doing this. So this is this is coming out of your pocket. That's right. And so, and and the concert that w the footage that we referred to was a, was a mm -hmm. fundraiser. Will there be any more fundraising yeah. for the uh, for the album coming up, or did you hit your goal? Well, actually, most of the funds that have been raised so far um, have been raised by fans, 
and we um, actually are still offering a way to contribute on Indiegogo. Um, you can pre-order the CD, right. and it, it it's a contribution that goes towards helping us make this album. But we did a um, an Indiegogo campaign for 28 days, right. and we're able to raise over $12,000 to make the album. Whew. Yeah, it's really exciting. And one of the, the perks was this uh, CD pre-release party that we had that we also live-streamed, right. that we recorded, um, that we have the great footage from. And uh, so that was really a celebration of, you know, raising the funds and uh, just, you know, presenting the music that's going to be on the album. But there's still an opportunity to contribute because I'll tell you, making an album's not cheap, right? Right. So the Indiegogo uh, campaign is, is it, is it ongoing or is it over? Um, the, the real campaign part, um, you know, it lasted 28 days, right. so so we met the goal in that amount of time. But there's something it goes into you know once you meet your goal, right. if you meet your goal, um, you can go into something called in demand, which allows people to continue to order CDs or contribute to the album. And I've got you know goals beyond the 12,000, you right. know, of having uh, nine piece arrangements on the album as well as the quintet arrangements i'd like to include a few nine piece bands that means you know hiring additional musicians and additional time in the studio right. um so that's what you know any additional money is going towards um r- you know hiring special guests so there you go if you want to contribute you are guaranteed a copy of this this album when it comes out you're going to love it uh and you get to contribute to its uh you get to contribute to its its very very origin so hit the Indiegogo. I I presume you just you look for Lolly Allen. Um, I would say the best way is to find me online, okay. either through Facebook or through my website lollyvibe.com. Right, and um, the link is definitely available through there. There you go. So so contribute to that album if you liked what you heard in the cut that we played, or you do your research and you find Lolly because her music is pretty easy to find online. To be perfectly honest, if you want to contribute to this album, this is a great way to do it. Um, Lolly, it's been a pleasure. I'm really glad that we could do this. I, uh, I am a part of the Indiegogo campaign, and if you're listening to this show, you really ought to be too. It's uh, it's really amazing, and you're gonna love it. Anything else you want folks to know before we uh, before we close up? Yeah, I'd love to give a shout out to. Um, we've got some performances coming up, okay? And I'd love to invite people to check them out. Okay. Um, a week from today will be Valentine's Which is Day. February 7th, 2016. So as as we're listening, yes. Oh, sorry, that's true. This is, yes, a week from today, which is February 7th, is uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. We'll be playing in Northridge doing a Jazz Vespers at the uh, Northridge, uh, I think it's United Methodist Church, and that's starting at 6 p.m. And I'm playing with a sextet, which includes Plaz Johnson. Wow. The, the great Plaz Johnson, who, uh, whom I play with from time to time. Right. Um, he was the saxophonist on the original Pink Panther. There you go. And uh, Tom Rotella will also be on that gig. He's a, a lovely guitarist. And, uh, of course, Tom Owens. Um uh, Roger Shue on bass and Paul Krybeck on drums. A couple days later, we're going to be playing for the Muckenthaler uh, Mansion. They've got an uh, early subscriber party, so people that are subscribing um, for the Muckenthaler uh, season, jazz season, will be there at that party on Wednesday the 10th. And um, we've also got, uh, actually tomorrow, 
the 8th, yeah. February 8th, Monday, we've got a, a concert we're doing called Vibes for All, in which I will be playing the drum set on a few songs. <laughs> as Wait, well so as it's vibes. a vibe show, but the vibe player is playing drums. Check this out. Everybody in the band, uh, well, with the exception of Richard Simon on bass, will be playing the vibes at some point. So Paul Krabic is the drummer. He'll be playing vibes at some point, and I'll be playing drums while he's playing vibes. And okay. Charlie Shoemake, who is actually a renowned vibes player, right. is coming down um, from Cambria to play with us. And he's also a lovely piano player. There you go. So there are lots of opportunities. If you're in Southern California, there are lots of opportunities to see Lolly live. But if you are outside of Southern California, the Internet is a big place. There's lots of her music available online on YouTube or uh, wherever. But the... Um, but the new album is really exciting, and we want you to get behind that. So make sure you hit the uh, the Indiegogo campaign. Find Lolly on Facebook and find out how you can contribute, uh, engage with her. She is a charming and lovely and very gracious <laughs> guest and, uh, and a fantastic musician. We're really glad to have you. Thanks, Lolly. Tim, it's been such a pleasure. I'm really, really uh, enjoying my time with you. Thanks. Well, break a leg, and we'll see you next time, okay? All right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.